Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to episode number 119 of Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs. And as Sarah said recently, even though it wasn't, it still kind of feels like yesterday because I still really enjoy it. So I am your (laughs) eternally happy host, Mark Blankenship. And with me is my eternally happy co-host, Sarah D. Bunting. Hello, Sarah. Oh, uh, with a note of Teddy Ruxpin. Hello, Mark. Um, Today. On that note, I should say. One of our listeners, Adam G., who's also our friend, asked me, why is Teddy Ruxpin Cockney? He asked me that earlier this week, and I was like, I don't know. (laughs) He just is. I can't remember why, but I can't change the past now. Anyway, Sarah, what have you brought to the table for us this week? Um, It is uh, canon that he is Cockney now. Um, We actually jointly... Uh, sat at the virtual table and hammered out what we were going to do, which was uh, we thought that we should do some kind of like um, 90s ubiquitous and loathed singles dome. Yes. But then we kept finding that everything that we suggested, we actually secretly maybe shamefully <laughs> liked. Gin Blossoms, we're looking at oh, you. Oh, Gin Blossoms, always and forever in my heart. Yes, uh, you listeners have just found out about us, namely that uh, we don't hate the Gin Blossoms. Sorry, thanks for listening. As Even long as you though did. they released Goodbye. an album called New Miserable Experience, and their follow-up album to that was called Congratulations, I'm Sorry, I still love the Gin Blossoms. I mean, look, it was the 90s, so many mistakes of that ilk were made. Um <laughs> But nothing quite like the mistakes that we're about to listen to today, which were both, uh, I think this was the same summer that these songs were absolutely everywhere. Yes, they were both popular at the same time in the summer of 93. Uh, I do not remember hating the one at the time. But we will be uh, addressing sternly Life is a Highway by Tom Cochran, uh, later inflicted on us again by Rascal Flats, and Just Another Day by John Sakata. Oh, and I should say, sorry, apologies, Summer of 92, I meant to say. Yes, that's, and they're both, if you watch the videos, which I can't um, in good conscience advise to our beloved listeners, they are so early 90s so turn of the 90s from the jeans to the setting to the floppy hair uh mark shall we begin with life is a highway and then proceed yeah Yeah. (laughs) grimly sure (laughs) all right um i remember living for life is a highway that summer it um I think this actually started with our um, feeling like we should formally shit on Two Princes by the Spin Doctors and then being like, you know what? That sounds kind of dope. The culture has already done that for us. Yeah, the the culture already did that for us, and it wasn't the fault of the uh, doctors that uh, that song was everywhere. And then we went through another... 
some other options like Blues Traveler and blah, blah, blah. Which I also, honestly, I got no kick with Hook by Blues Traveler. Here's no. the thing. It brings you back. Here's Come what on. I think is true about Life is a Highway. Cause, and you put your finger on it just now. You used to live for it. I used to live for it. And if it had ever gone away, perhaps I could live for it still. But I feel like this particular song does not stand up to 26 years of perpetual exposure. No. And the remake by Rascal Flatts changed none of the elements of it that were annoying, including the, like, um, basically no skills required twangola opener. Like, like, it's one note. Do something else. The, The harmonica, which actually I would advise watching the video just for the part where Tom Cochran takes an extremely silent movie, huge breath before <laughs> blowing on his harp. Like, oh well, God, also it's wearing, just unbearable. Well, also wearing the world's loosest fitting linen shirt, it seems to me. Like, um, and yeah, under a like motorcycle leather jacket and very high waisted pale 501s and the floppy hair and the plaid shirts and the um like the small town weirdos that are like just this very like um rem video b-roll people in small towns and then of course there's like a model in it except she hasn't groomed her brows since Reagan was president, um, before we get too into the visual aesthetic, uh, let's just hear yes. a clip from Life is a Highway. Okay. By all accounts, I have oh, yes, some notes. I would like to read them yeah, to please you. Do. Um, Tom Cochran looks like your ninth grade bio teacher who try heartily rode a quote hog and parked it in the faculty parking lot. <laughs> this song is to blame for tub thumping fuck you song. There's something so annoying about this arrangement. The sing-songy aspirations it holds are very needy. It's patronizing the flyover states while being exactly the kind of flavorless 7-Eleven songsmithery you'd associate with Twin Groceries, Texas. (laughs) P.S. That's an actual town name. Don't ask how I know that. Um, The, like, all the yeah, yeah, yeahs after the bridge. Um... Like, naturally, they brought in a soul singer to, like, just contribute some cred to it. Like, she has one line. It's just, it's 
absolutely unbearable to me. And I think part of it is the ubiquity, but part of it is just like this, the previous summer, the ubiqu- one of the ubiquitous songs uh, was Jesus Jones right here, mm-hmm. right now. I re-listened to that uh, while I was doing this just to see like, you know, did it still hold up? And it's like, well, I don't like, I don't necessarily need to like buy it so that I can hear it anytime I want, but I don't like, I loved it. And then I hated it. And then it disappeared. And I listened to it again. And I was like, this is a solid pop song. And the fact that it was coming out of like three of the five big stations in the New York area that summer at any given time is probably the problem. Similarly, like song... Unbelievable by EMF, popular at exactly the same time as right here, right now. Yes. Same thing. Yeah. And also like very, very dated. Like it just sounds very 91, but I don't hate that one either um, because I haven't heard it in a while. This one I think has not aged well and rascal flats did not help by really not changing the arrangement at all and putting it in the cars movie and being rascal flats let's face it sorry um here's something that i did learn that made me a little more reluctant to dropkick tom cochran personally for this shit and it's this i did not know tom cochran was the lead singer of red rider lunatic fringe I know you're out there. No, no? I, I only Nothing? know them by okay. name. I And only because of having researched Tom Cochran at various points in my life. They were on the Vision. It was on the Vision Quest soundtrack. It's a really pretty great song that uh, has aged quite well, especially compared to some of the other stuff on that uh, on that album, like Madonna's Gambler, which Ooh, is terrible. No, Sorry. that I can't. Do, I mean, she's got one brilliant song on the Vision Quest soundtrack, and it's not, and sure it's not the Gambler. It's not the game. She doesn't even look good in that video. It's like, oh, conditioner. Anyway, Tom Cochran, I think, I seem to recall at the time that he was like, he literally was a ninth grade bio teacher by that time. And he was just like, I don't know. And then he was everywhere. I think he still tours and like puts out albums and he's a working musician. Good for him. But this song is just, it's everything about this era of pop that I don't like. It's ersatz. Um, it's like, it seems cynical. I don't think he is cynical, but the sound is very mm-hmm. cynical in terms of like wanting to be a bar sing along. Um, and I like, I think we all fell for it. So I guess good for him. But I, Ugh. Like, I remember that being actually a really fun summer and spending a lot of time in the car with friends. And that's why I heard this so much. And like, we all sang along with it and loved it. But I I hate it now. And I, I can't be won back over. I, I, I couldn't have said it better myself. And if this song had had the decency to go away and I only <laughs> and, and if I just happened to hear it because I was at some bar and somebody put it on. It would be delightful to hear it again, the way that if I were in a bar and Unbelievable came on, I'd be like, fuck yeah. But this, you're so right to call it ersatz. And it's just like, it's it's like 
the person who is at the party that you've gone to a party of a friend and they have their other friend who is always trying to tell you jokes. He got mad jokes, but they're never quite funny. (laughs) But like, he's not, he's not offensive. Right. So folks, Mark and I are not in the same room right now, but I like on the, he got mad (laughs) jokes. Like the look of disgust that I know is on Mark's face right now is giving me most of my life. Sorry to interrupt. You were correct that that was what was on my face. And it's like, it's like this guy comes over and you're like, you know what? This guy's fine. His jokes are kind of dumb, but he's a really nice guy. And like, okay, that joke was kind of funny. But then that motherfucker needs to leave by 830 because if that motherfucker is still at the party at 11, you're like, fuck you. I hate you. And that is what has happened with this song. Like, just know when to leave. But I, and uh, I want to not hate this. He's also, you know, those people who you're like, they're like, you know, that episode of The Simpsons where, and you're like, uh huh, because they're trying to make a reference, but then they insist on like explaining the whole scene and the reference to you. And you're like, I said I knew the scene. Get to the point. Uh, So. Uh, not that this is not Mark and Sarah talk about um, unwelcome party guests, but uh, if you want us to do that spinoff, I have material. Yes. Sorry, and look, go I ahead. have no problem with songs that are designed explicitly to be played during a beer break at a sporting event. I understand that the world needs those songs, but just let this one take a break so that we can all put on Who Let the Dogs Out or whatever the fuck or Center Field by John Fogarty. Great. Bring that back. Or maybe which is a that great song is song. great. So Love just it. give us give us a break. And because this song, again, it's just not strong enough. But here's something that I find fascinating. Tom Cochran, as you may have seen in your research, Sarah, is Canadian. Here mm-hmm. are just some of the incredible <laughs> honors he has been given by Canada. By the province of Manitoba, chiefly. Yes, I am some of these. I, I am some of these Sitar Ariano choose like, well. Canadian Music Hall of Manitoba. Fame. Order of Canada. Canada's Walk of Fame. Honorary Colonel in the Canadian Air Force, Honorary Doctorate from, of all things, Brandon University in Brandon, Manitoba, Canadian Music Industry Hall of Fame, Canadian Music Industry Humanitarian Award, another Humanitarian Award, yet a third Humanitarian Award, the Order of Manitoba, and on October 31st, 2016, the Provincial Legislature of Manitoba announced a 322-kilometer section of... uh, uh, Province Road 391 connecting Lynn Lake and Thompson would be named Tom Cochran's Life is a Highway. And then someone on Wikipedia in the most amazing edit I've ever seen in my life. This just simply says would be renamed Tom Cochran's Life is a Highway. Tom is real. <laughs> As though they needed to put it in there. It's like, no, this isn't just a mythical god that we worship in Manitoba. Oh. Tom is real. <laughs> it's like how the lead singer of Color Me Bad is from Oklahoma, so he gets to be in the Oklahoma Music Hall of Fame because they don't have that much else. It's like Manitoba, you got the one, going to go all in. Wow. Well, good, well, good luck what I will say. to everyone. We asked our Patreon patrons which of these two whack 90s songs they would keep. Oh, yeah. And... 65% of them said that of the two choices we've given them, they would keep Life is a Highway. And uh, I under I well, understand it, Sarah, because our next choice is yeah. uh, John Sakata's Just Another Day. And uh, while we're listening to a clip, I'm just going to pull up some Patreon comments on this particular ditty as well. 
Um, just to clarify, this is just another day. So this is not the one where he's um, having a psychotic break in a carport with no shirt on. This is the one where he's sulking in front of a palm tree, <laughs> sometimes with no shirt on. So I got a bunch. Our patrons were actually kinder to this song than I remembered. Some of them said, <laughs> um, I had forgotten all about Just Another Day, but I used to love that song. There may or may not have been a whole on-again, off-again, childhood, sweetheart, first real love thing going on at the end of high school, and so many songs from that time are linked to Jason, even 20-odd years later. I feel you. Okay. Um, uh, another commenter, I adored Just Another Day. I briefly liked John Cicada because of it, then promptly lost all interest. Uh, <laughs> I just that was like a Paul Simon lyric in its yes. efficiency. Like I really thought he was cute. Then I stopped. Like okay. and then yeah. You then did. explaining his vote, oh, another gosh. patron says, "Just another day" is such a limp and insipid ballad that I had totally forgotten it ever existed. But no matter how long I live or how many drugs I do, I will never fry enough brain cells to erase the memory of life as a highway. So I guess I'm saving that one reluctantly. <laughs> uh, let us transition then to my notes for this song. Uh, Ugh, this thing. Maybe she dumped you because you weren't able to button your shirt. <laughs> Please accept the breakup. You're being weird. <laughs> this whole song is the drunk separated guy at your spouse's holiday party, and you can't wait to leave so that you can talk horrified shit about him in the car on the way home. <laughs> and I, I, again, I can't really recommend the video. It's extremely 90s. There's a lot of acid wash. It's unclear which woman in the video he's, like, pining about. But I will tell you this. He looks as though he is trying to pass a tiny hedgehog through yes. his urethra at all times. Like, this is melodically fine. Exactly, yes. Uh, I think he has a pleasant, like, he has a nice instrument. But you heard in the clip that I selected, I kind of wanted to give you a sense of like this is basically the entire song like verses as we understand them have been replaced by this like part where you are so drunk that you've gone non <laughs> and can no longer form consonants and he just looks like tom hanks and big when he tries to get 
<laughs> he's like, I mean, excellent reference. I hope that um, John Cicada invested his money wisely and is continuing to enjoy a career as a heritage act whom I will never go to see. But this song, like immediately, the minute that fakey Cassio yes. trap started up, I was like, oh, this is this is this is some shit. <laughs> Come that, on, Blanche. This is some shit that paints the early 90s in a bad light. That cheap ass. Yes. That cheap oh, ass so cheap. riff loop, whatever. And John Cicada got his start uh, by being hooked up with Gloria and Emilio Estefan. And he co-wrote Gloria Estefan's Coming Out of the Dark, which was the big song she did after she recovered from that horrible bus accident. And I'm like, Uh John, if you can create a song like that, which is a melodramatic song, but is an effective song, how are you going to come through a year later with this? Because to me, this song... It's. I tweeted when I was preparing for this episode that there are. I've realized there are so many ways to hate a song, and <laughs> I. I wasn't sure which of these songs that tweet referred to. <laughs> I mean, and look, t- I was bludgeoned into hating "Life Is a Highway," and because I was thirteen for the most of nineteen ninety two, I remember that I bought this single because it was a big hit and. But at the time, even, oh, I was weird. like, I don't like this. I bought it, but I didn't like it, which really sums up being okay. 13. And the, the, <laughs> It really does. Now that I am older, I realize there's here's some of the reasons that I do not like this song. One, as suggested earlier by my esteemed colleague, John Zaccato was apparently told, just go higher. What, your vocal cords have constricted? Doesn't matter. Squeak it out. Squeak it out, Sakata. And I just, it's like actually painful to listen to him because I feel like there is going to be blood coming out of at least one orifice at any time listening to this, this, this pinched wail. And also, the fact that this is the kind of song that is going to try to come over here and add some quote-unquote sexy uh, overdubs of people going, whoa. It's like... No, stop. Stop coming for me like that. If you it's like so vanilla and so painful to listen to and it's such talk about ersatz. This is well, and you're just like uh, you were dating for like two months. Exactly, Calm down. and he's like, "Oh, she won't send back my picture frame." Like, oh, this is therapy. the song that you sing because you had to stop talking to the girl at the end of your vacation at a sandals resort. Like, <laughs> just, just. Just being skating over the surface of emotion as and elegantly she, as possible. And she worked there. Yes, and she worked, she there. worked and she was, there. So she was only being nice to you to get yes. tips and that you didn't get it was like, you're like, I'll stay another week. And she's like, that's okay, sir. She didn't really? think that your joke about conch fritters was funny, sir. She was professionally <laughs> obliged to laugh. <laughs> And I just can't. I, 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 he's he's one of those singers who, to me, it feels like that he never actually means anything that he sings. He's just been told or decided that high notes equate emotion. And so rather than trying to interpret a song, he's just going to scream it at me for four, for four and a half minutes. And then when I'm dead, he'll assume that he knocked me out because I was so impressed. No, boo. No. I, I just feel like actually he feels everything like way too much Uh, fair and that it's like um how will i uh, how in this phrasing will i indicate 
this. Um, let's add some melisma to the screaming. Like, mm. Mm, why don't you just say how you feel and then go write in your fucking bullet journal? And, you know, there is a song... I know you have one stashed in your voluminous dungarees. <laughs> don't front like you don't. Don't. There yeah. is a song. Um, one bedroom dungarees. There's a very similar song that came out about 10 years later called Nobody Wants to Be Lonely by Ricky Martin and Christina Aguilera, which mm-hmm. uses the same sort of cheap sounding Latin music rhythm. But the difference is there's an interesting key change in the chorus. Ricky Martin is a better singer, and Christina Aguilera is a fucking better singer than John Sakata. So it's like, boo. And when you are looking at them, you don't feel like there's about to be a brownout in his pants because he's singing so hard <laughs> that like a little poo is going to Yeah, exactly. Out. And I'm just like, boo-boo, John Sakata, you need to sit down, and I'm going to go listen to this. And no, boo-boo, you, you're not buy- I'm not buying it. Stop selling it. Heather M., another commenter on our Patreon page, wrote as follows, and I feel like this sums it up so perfectly. She says, I lived in Montana in the 90s, and they only have country music there, so I didn't think I knew these songs. But after I played them, I realized I had heard them pretty recently in places like the mall and at the dentist. Yep. <laughs> uh-huh. So that's why I... Okay, so... Yes, I strongly agree with the listeners that, uh, as John L. said in our Patreon page... I am begrudgingly saving Life is a Highway because at least there was a shimmering time when I enjoyed this song. But Just Another Day can have just another taste. Hmm. I am going to disagree. Here's <gasps> why. Oh. I think that that choice on the part of both uh, the listeners and yourself is completely legitimate. Uh contemporarily I did enjoy life is a highway more however the experience of this song now both video and audio is so hilarious it just brings me I mean it's an extremely um, mean joy (laughs) but it is nevertheless joy like I'm just imagining all the other settings and extremely minor setbacks um, in which and about which John Sakata could sing with the utmost melodrama. Like, like they stopped serving breakfast at McDonald's two minutes ago yeah. and he got there too late. <laughs> yes, and he's like, no! I, could, I could see the McMuffin makings right behind you, dickhead. Like, you're wow. just going to have to put them away. And then he's like, the, the manager's like, sir, we require a shirt for you to eat here. <laughs> the issue is not the timing of breakfast. The <sighs> issue is that you're also screaming into a wastebasket. <laughs> We're trying to clean. You're upsetting other patrons. And then they're like on the phone with the cops. Like, uh, we have an emotionally disturbed person who won't, won't button his shirt. And is crossing two or three octaves on the subject of extra salt on the french fries <laughs> can you come down here it's the third time this fucking week oh god under- please hurry officer now he's I... <laughs> he just learned that we've discontinued the mcrib officer please, please hurry <laughs> uh he's threatening to record a live double album about the arch deluxe <laughs> we really need you to send a bus down here with some drank darts and a shirt <laughs> The Arch, the Arch Deluxe, the grown-up burger. 
I mean, <laughs> talk about an early 90s reference. Uh, so this is, I understand oh, that I had to write like an extensive fanfic to to convey this concept, but um, the idea that John Cicada is like right now in like his half bath singing into the mirror to himself about a paper cut he received on his knuckle. <laughs> like, I think this is actually happening. You know what? You may have convinced me to change my vote because there's a <laughs> lot of potential here and I feel like we've only begun to tap it. <gasps> oh. Well, you know what? I'm going to go uh, Can you imagine things. like Mrs. Cicada is like, oh God, I left a single cookie in that bag and now there's going to be a like four and a half minute song hurled at me from close range. Why? Oh my God. Why? I accidentally... Didn't you just finish them and then put more cookies on the on. list? How yes. many times do I have to tell you? <laughs> I have to tell you. <laughs> now I'm also like, why did you delete NCIS from the t- DVR? Because I hadn't even watched it yet. It was the last appearance of Polly Perret. Don't you know that makes me crazy? I've called a divorce attorney. <laughs> and this time I'm not joking. Listeners, this is how committed I am to this vote. I have sung repeatedly, which you know I hate doing. And I did it. For you, and for John Cicada, and for his shirt. <laughs> Mark and Sarah Talk About Songs is hosted by Mark Blankenship and Sarah D. Bunting and edited by Sarah D. Bunting. That's me. Need to talk to Mark and Sarah about song requests, ads, or birthday readings? Email us at talkaboutsongs at gmail.com, tweet us at talksongs, or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash massdass.podcast. To become a supporter and producer of the podcast, visit our Patreon page at patreon.com slash mastass. And as always, thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.